Hi, welcome to Drop In. This is Shane Adams, your host. And this week, I'm interviewing Dewey Weber, also known as Aquaman. We have a good discussion about surfing and the meaning behind surfing. We talk about the metaphors that surfing brings in trying to understand and experience the world with some depth, literally and metaphorically and meaning. Hope you enjoy the interview. Let's talk to Dewey. Dewey. Shane, what's happening? Welcome to Drop In. Oh, thank you. Okay. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you so much. I'm, I'm really excited. Um, everybody, welcome to Drop In. This is Shane Adams, your host. Today, I have a very, very special guest. His name is Dewey Weber. He's a dear friend of mine. We are here to talk about dropping in in a literal way, in a metaphorical way, in mind, body, spirit sort of a way, mostly to talk about surfing, but all the meaning behind what surfing means to us. And that's pretty much why Dewey and I are connected. So Dewey, um, that's my intro of you, but I'm wondering if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah. um, Hi, everyone. Um, Like Shane said, my name is Dewey Weber. Um, I've been uh, friends with Shane for a long time. Uh, How long... Shane, have we been well, friends? 15, 20 years? Six. Oh, six? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. And um, I am a lifelong surfer, artist, musician, writer, actor, photographer, um, and uh, probably other things. That's that I, just I can't name. remember off the, off the top of my head, but um, just to name I'm always a- dabbling and you know, I'm always doing like five different arts, and I consider surfing to be one of them. Mm. Probably my main physical one. And uh, there's always a debate whether it's a sport or an art, mm. and uh, why can't it be both? Yeah, man, that sounds like an integration right there. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's the kind of sport that, uh, or arts that, um, it, it does tend to integrate a lot of, a lot of you mm-hmm. because of how many facets to it there are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so, so yeah, I, I love talking about it. I love teaching it. Mm-hmm. I love, uh, doing it. I've been, uh, a waterman since I was, you know, can remember. Well, here's the uh, thing I want to just say about Dewey. It's like your your nickname, I what I always call you, I always refer to you as Aquaman. And that's not, I mean, it's kind of like tongue in cheek. It's funny, but it's also kind of legit. Like what we talk about weather a lot and we talk about different parts of the world that has different, you know, coastlines and stuff. And so you are like, to me, you're Aquaman. I'm sure there's probably other people who have referred to you um, with some variation of that of that nickname. But I think we should start by honing in on why 
uh, you and I are here having this discussion and maybe a little background about the history of Dewey and Shane would help the audience understand why. Sure, but one, one thing about that Aquaman, it's yeah. kind of a, uh, funny that you call me that because when I was little, I read that comic and I really identified that he had to get in the body of water every now and then, you know, like he, if you read the comics, it's not like the, uh, the movie. Yeah. The comics, he would like be in civilization and he would start to like go, you know, like lose his power. Mm. And he had to just jump into like some body of water to get it back. And sometimes he would jump into like a storage tank of water. <laughs> um, did you ever read the comics? No, but anyway, I, I, I totally identify with that in my life because yeah. that, that totally happens to me. You know, like I, I feel, you know, the longer I stay, you know, the more days I stay away from it, like if I'm busy or something, mm. I start to just, you know, fizzle out, it feels like. And then I go back in the water and I go, oh, my God, you know, like I feel so good. Yeah. And why didn't I, you know, why don't I do this every freaking day, which I try to, but you know, you know how life is. So anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, that's true. And, and I'm from Chicago. So there's this like, you know, kind of joke of like, I grew up landlocked aside from Lake Michigan. We have a handful of days where there are surfers. It's really not very uh, frequent where we could surf waves on this um, side of Lake Michigan and it's cold and we're Midwesterners and it's just like a completely different vibe. But the joke was like that I grew up pretty landlocked. And so learning how to surf for me as an adult, Dewey was my, I forgot to say in the very beginning, like Dewey taught me how to surf, which is why he's here. And, but surfing taught me so much about myself and about life. And so, but like growing up landlocked and then learning how to surf as an adult, we ran into some um, I don't know, I wouldn't call them power struggles, but like you would challenge me and I would like fight. I'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. So let's like talk a little bit about some of the back, the backstory of us as far as, first of all, I'd just like to ask you what your experience was teaching me how to surf. You can be really honest and really <laughs> <transparent>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it makes me laugh so hard it's, what's um, what memory yeah. comes to mind that makes you laugh what's one of the stories um well first of all it was just really fun it was fun and it was uh it was terrifying too you were um we we would go down to um manhattan beach in the summer which I always have a really great memory from because the water, I grew up in Northern California where, uh, you know, the water is freezing and, you know, there's colder places, but um, not many like for, you know, I mean, obviously up way up North, but like when you grow up here and you're, you know, on the beach all the time, when you're a little kid, when you're a little boy, I don't know about girls so much. Um, we were just in the water the whole time growing up, you know, and, uh, and my dad taught me how to surf, but, um, like you get used to that cold water, mm. you know, the whole Wim Hof movement of taking ice baths. Like I basically been doing that my whole life in, in the, you know, the, the Northern California Pacific, which is, you know, 50 degrees, you know, 50 to 60 degrees. 
but freaking cold, man. And, and you get used to it and you get weirdly when I grew up, I, I really started to like that, you know, which is kind of strange, but like, I, like, lately i've just been getting into like how much i like that in the last i don't know decade or so like one time i had an injury and i couldn't surf so i but i could body surf and i said to myself i'm gonna body surf every day with no wetsuit of the year just to see like if i could do it and i totally did it and it just it does some just the cold itself does something to your physiology that is just yeah. Like so beneficial to your mind, body, and spirit. It makes you so strong. Stre- strengthens your skin, your your um, immune system, your your cardiovascular system just gets jacked. You know, like you in your spirit, man. You cannot go in that water and come out depressed. Yeah. And I don't. I, and eh, that's one thing. I don't know why they don't prescribe it for depression. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They prescribe all this crap and. Mm. And literally exercise and, and, you know, cold immersion, you know, gets your, your systems going, your mm-hmm. adrenals, you know, yeah. if anything. But yeah. also they've studied, you know, how it flushes out your kidneys and your liver, flushes out your organs because your body goes into this survival mode. Mm-hmm. And so it flushes your organs with blood. So anyway, back to like us, we, uh, well, we're, you know, we talk, met at, a, we met at the right time because we could go down to. Manhattan Beach in the summer where the water's like 75. Yeah. It was just so fun, so nice to go down there. And, you know, it was really small and I took you out. But but um, for the listener, um, the story is that um, <laughs> Shane is a hard-headed, Midwestern, <laughs> stubborn, you know, daughter of a cop. kind of hardcore kind of hard man and she was uh she was not very teachable i guess well she was teachable in some ways but you were teachable in some ways but um not others you know no i was was very afraid of the water but i was so drawn to it and i i just want to say the story of when we went out surfing the first time i met dewey at the 101, which is this diner in Hollywood. And um, there was just something really interesting about him. I was just attracted. I was attracted to you from the start. And I, and then you shared in that conversation that you're a surfer. That night I went home and I had a dream that there was water dripping down onto me from the ceiling. And it was like sort of this lucid dream and then I called you. Oh, I sent you a message the next day. I think it was on MySpace. Do you remember MySpace? Yeah. Is that, yeah, you, you got me? Yeah, that's how you I found you. And I said, I'm, I, I want to surf. Will you teach me how to surf? And I'm sure you have had like a thousand people that have asked you that in your whole life. But I, And so we went out to Manhattan Beach, you and I. And I remember being really drawn to the water but also terrified of the ocean because i'm not familiar with the energy in the ocean and so some of the exercises that dewey would have me do i would challenge and say no i'm not doing that yeah so i probably asked you when you said you wanted me to teach you how to surf like how long have you had that calling or is it even a calling is it what you know like i try to figure out when I teach people how to surf, I try to figure out if it's just a whim or if 
they've had that voice their whole life. Because I, I, I had that, mm. that voice saying, you know, like, I just have to surf. Like, there was something I remember, like, distinctly. Like, you know, my dad taught me how to surf when I was little, how to body surf. But then, like, I saw it on TV. Um, and I just went, I remember thinking this. I just have to do that. And I just willed myself to do it, you know. But so I probably asked you that. And do you remember what you said? I, I don't remember, but you, I, I I'm remember, sure you said you had it all your life. I remember being obsessed with Anne-Marie Chadwick, who is a character from the movie Blue Crush. Uh-huh. And her character is kind of like also like kind of a little badass. And she's like kind of hot and tan. And like, you know, the whole story, I was just like, when I saw that movie, I was like, oh, my God. And people were like, you look like um, Kate Bosworth. And I'd be like, what? Because I had like the same bleach blonde hair and I like had the look and then I was like ready to like try to sort of imitate this character. I don't know. I've always been a summer girl, but like yeah. no idea that I that I wanted. I didn't know why I wanted to surf aside from the fact that it was kind of badass and I would thought of myself as sort of hardcore. And because yeah, it's like you, you're not going to like I, I found that when I teach people it's it's got to be hardcore like you cannot do it just as a whim i mean you could try but it is hard to learn how to surf so you have to have real uh stubbornness and and you also have to like lose your ego and and like that's like the hardest part to teach of teaching you because um of your you know whatever that is inside of you i would say was was because I uh yeah yeah exactly and 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 I have this like little test and and you know because the way I teach people how to surf is I I I like say all right you know you have to you you're coming at this from adult and an adult's perspective right right and and almost all the adults that I teach have the same problem when it comes to surfing they just want to surf you know right. what i mean like they want they they think that if they are you know standing up on the surfboard that uh their problems will be solved in terms of you know the sport you know that they'll be able to do whatever right yeah but the problem with that is is that every kid that grows up and becomes a really good surfer starts from this thing I, I, I made, I tried to make you do, and it's a test I, I kind of give people. And it's, it's this funny thing that I, I noticed that in my life that when, when somebody is like a little kid, right. And they are, are going to love the waves, right. And their parents bring them down to the beach when they're probably like two to four to, you know, six years old what they they all do the same thing like they come down to the water and when there's waves they trip out on 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 the ocean right but then they start doing this this game with the ocean where the wave will come up the beach and then it will recede and then another wave will come rushing in and they start they start doing this thing where they run down to the you know, where the wave has receded. And then when the wave starts coming in, they start screaming at the top of their lungs and running away from the wave, you know, back up the beach to safety. 
Yeah. And it's and it's so joyful and it's so innocent and it's so beautiful that like that's my test. It's like so a, I, it's like you're dancing with the ocean in a way. Yeah, you go down and you go like ah. And 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 the, and the other part of it is is that sur- I think that surfing never changes from that group of actions, you know, and spirit. Because really when you're like when you're a really good surfer, you you paddle up to a wave that's coming in, you know, way outside. You swing on it. That's what, you know, that's the new term, you know. We meaning you swing your board around facing the shore and you paddle as fast as you can like a psycho you know there's like like a psycho gear that you have to just you know go (laughs) crazy and then you know you get up to the speed of the wave and then you take off and and go and go down so it's like that same energy and it feels the same you know it feels like oh my this is like so like wahoo you know yeah like uh like i always think of it as like that character that um in rudolph red-nosed reindeer that you know the 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 red bearded guy I can never remember his name, but he went over the cliff with the abominable snowman and then like made friends with it. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I don't have my computer. I keep, I can never remember his name, but that's like my spirit animal. That guy right there. Yeah. He's like, I'm also a dentist. Um, that guy. Um, anyway, so long story long, I, I tell Shane to do this, right? I'm like, all right, if, you're, if I'm going to teach you surfing, just do this one thing for me. Right. And I'm here to tell you that she freaking freaked out. <laughs> like she thought it was the most demeaning thing like that anyone's ever done to her. <laughs> it was like so I, I goddamn did, funny, man. It was I, so I, funny. You I were did. just so mad and like, I am not gonna do it. And then and then like I'm like, I'll do it. And I did it just like a, just like a kid, and she still wouldn't do it. And it was like Okay, and I and I swear to God, I usually when people like act like that, I don't teach them. You know, I just I'm like they're they'll never learn. They will never learn. You know, they, if you can't humble yourself, yeah. the ocean is going. Surfing is such a humbling sport. It's always going to humble you, yeah. no matter how good you get. I mean, the best surfers in the world go uh, cartwheeling down waves, upside down and on their face you know, like on the board, you know, like, you know, and, and it's just, you have to be down with that. And, and actually that's the fun of it. The fun of it is the ego loss of the lack of control. You know what I mean? Which is like this whole other philosophical thing. Like we're throwing ourselves into this thing, you know, a, to have a great sensation, a to B to see the beauty, but also to be in a, in a realm that we can't control, you know? And, and so that we have to be okay in that realm you know well I mean and for me and I've learned I you stuck with me by the way because usually you say you walk away like oh yeah they just don't get it but for some reason you stuck with me even though we would have these kind of I don't know I would have like kind of a tantrum I'd be like I'm so not doing that probably because of insecurities or whatever like running on the beach as a grown woman you don't want things to be happening with your body talk about control um oh and- yeah and like let's let's cut to the cut forward you know a few like a month or something and we're down there and i'm trying to teach her how how uh the shore break the waves that break right on the shore are kind of the it's it's one of the more dangerous parts of of the surf you know depending on where you are obviously there's 
infinite possibilities. But, you know, for, you know, a large many beaches, waves will come in and they'll just slam on the shore. But if, if you're at all knowledgeable, you just learn how to duck underneath them and, you know, go out, you know, 10 feet with, you know, like a little dive and it won't slam you into the dry sand. And so I'm trying to teach. And, and by the way, as a little kid, this is what you learn. You know, like I've I've taught little kids and they like figure out, you know, what that whole mechanism is, how to duck under the wave or go over it. If, you know, timing it, yeah. you know, right. And Shane would not, you know, cut forward from this one lesson to, to this next one. And she would not do she wouldn't duck her head under this wave like I told her. Yeah. And she just literally stood there and took the full <laughs> full force of this thing and got just pounded like it was so funny yeah obviously i I didn't take her into things that would like hurt her you know what i mean but it was a good slap in the face from the ocean you know and And you were just like so obstinate that you weren't going to do this no because i but i kept okay let me tell you that story i remember not wanting to duck under the waves because i was afraid this is going to sound ridiculous This is all what I'm learning, by the way, through all these experiences to all the listeners. This is what surfing teaches you. It teaches you about your control. It teaches you how to be humble. It teaches you how to be teachable. It teaches you how to be present. It teaches you to be alert. And so I was learning all these things and Dewey was witnessing it and probably feeling so frustrated because when someone won't grow, you're like, what the hell? If you want to grow, you got to do this thing. And I'm like, I don't want to do the thing. So I remember getting like pummeled by these white waters. And but I was afraid of ducking because I thought I this is going to sound ludicrous, but I was afraid of having a collision with a fish. I was afraid a fish was going <laughs> to I was afraid a fish was going to swim into my face. Well, trust me, mama, that fish is afraid of that that wave. Like yeah. It ain't gonna be there, but uh, we we have so many stories. Of- it's so funny because then then you cut. Remember, remember that time where it became really important that you did what I said. Like, when like we-, we were. I I took her out to the surf spot, and it was lot. You know, like the the beach was actually rocks. Yeah, and you know, just off the rocks, it was all sand and everything. So it was really it was really nice. But we were walking out you know, sort of in the shallow part next to these rocks and a, and a set of waves came and it became imperative to do that thing where you just go under the wave instead of letting it slam you against the rocks. And I was like, all right, Shane, this is when we, you know, got to do this because then you're just, you're just in, in dead water and you can just, you know, tread water and nothing's going to happen to you. But if you put yourself between the force of the waves and the rocks, then you're really going to get hurt. Yeah. And I, and I was like, imploring her to come and she wouldn't still wouldn't do it you know what i about to get she was about to get just tagged and like really seriously hurt and um and i I saw her eyes i saw the that whatever that is inside of you yeah like i saw that look in your eyes where you like you you were i don't know struggling with with something well really really on a deep level you know i remember you reflecting back to me after that experience what you saw and you said my pupils were like pins yeah and then like i went into startle 
response, which was like, I forgot everything you had taught me. And what I proceeded to do to all the listeners was climb the rocks. Like I was yeah. like, get up on the rocks. worst possible thing you could do. Yeah. I tried to, to climb up to the land. Well, what you want to do is run, jump into the water. Cause the water is your friend. Yeah. So just relating to this, to drop in, you know, for the sake of like why we're here, the meaning behind all of this could be such a great metaphor, in my opinion, for life. It's like, how do you avoid um, responding to a stressor or some sort of shift in energy, which is external? So let's say there's an external stressor coming at us. It's like you don't want to run up onto the rocks where the wave will pound you you want to like jump into the water and go under where it's safe so it's kind of like this like fight flight or freeze and so if you're thinking of dropping in to any sort of like event the idea and what I really did learn from the ocean and from you is in myself in my own struggles was that in order to stay alive and safe we can't panic. So what, what I did was I panicked and I forgot everything that I knew. So mindfulness and all that stuff that ties into this of like, Oh my God, there's this, like, there's a set of waves here. What I wasn't expecting. And it's like, what are you going to do? And in that moment of like contemplation, there was no space there for me to remember. So yeah. to, it's kind of similar to like complexities of life and challenges and struggles. Yeah, and, and, and that's what I, I you know, like I, whenever I teach people, I always, you know, think that I'm really teaching them about life. And the first thing I teach them is that the answer is always to relax, mm. you know, no matter what, relax. And we have a, we have a, people have made a saying in surfing because those situations, you know, when you're a surfer, they come, you know, regularly. And, and what we say is that you go Zen, you know, and, and yeah. like, because you, you know, you, you find yourself in a situation where you have to hold your breath for a long time and get tumbled and get ragdolled by waves. And, you know, if you panic, you, you, you know, you lose your air, you're like you, you tend to sink <laughs> and that mechanism of, you know, like over the years, I, I've been for you, you're forced to do it, you know, and you're, you, you begin to be able to take your mind back from whatever it is that you were just describing. You're the, you're the therapist. I'm not whatever that thing is. You begin to like get power over that. And, and that mechanism of going Zen in my life became very useful in, in terms of like what I did for a living, you know, like going in and, and to really stressful situations in, in business and, you know, just saying, all right, I'm going to go in this room. It's going to be really like, you know, gnarly. And just this is the time to go Zen, you know, like I just relax and, and yeah. that relaxation in, in the, in the high pressure situation mm -hmm. has really served me. You know you, what I mean? You know, what's interesting about Zen. I just learned recently because my brother and sister-in-law have zen parenting radio the the term zen doesn't mean um it doesn't mean just like calm and peaceful it means how to channel um that sort of 
relaxed like you want to be alert but you also don't you don't you want you don't want to panic but you need to watch what's coming but like zen actually means how to remain calm in the midst of chaos it yeah means- grace under pressure yeah okay great it's so true right yeah so and, yeah and there's and 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 have awareness and consciousness you know yeah man because and- it's like you and that's what's actually really really you know interesting about it to me is in those situations like how do you react and what i find is that like like a lot of people that do sports like that like mountain climbers or whatever that your your consciousness actually expands in the moment if you if you are in dire need of it (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah time slows down and you Mm -hmm. you become really like like I've tried to train myself to become really conscious and aware in those situations at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, like I've been like in San Francisco, I, I, I was surfing like 30 foot waves and I was getting held on the bottom and I kept going through my sequence of, of the plan, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, ended up like laughing because they all failed. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, the it, it was just—it's just really trippy. You know, like you you get this kind of you know very acute awareness in that relaxation. Yeah. Well, and that A heightened that, state, I guess. Heightened state, like elevation, evolution, sort yeah. of consciousness, like you said. What did you say? Uh, grace under. What's under def- pressure? Yeah, grace, grace under pressure. Um, can we talk a little bit about? Um, I mean, you touched on this earlier, but like the science of the ocean, because to me, there's there's this um, this book called Blue Mind that I want to touch on. It's like you mm-hmm. could have you could have honestly written it with all the research and experience that you have um, in this book. Obviously, I'm gravitated towards it because of my love for the ocean and the, and the symbolism of like what everything that I learn about myself through it. And so blue mind and the science of the ocean. So it's written by Wallace J. Nichols and um, Celine Cousteau, who I believe is the daughter of Jacques Cousteau. But this, it's like the subtitle of this book, it says the surprising science. Well, I underlined surprising because to me, it's not surprising at all, but I'm sure you would agree Uh, Dewey, but the surprising science that shows how being near, in, on, or underwater can make you happier, more connected, and better at what you do. So I guess I just kind of want to touch on like more about the physiological effect of surfing and like the like the the benefits to the body, which you talked about with it's good for your immune system you said it's good for your skin um and so and that's a very like scientific um explanation but like i find it interesting that even studies show that people live longer they live a more happy there's it's easier for people to find joy and fulfillment when based on science if they're living near on in or under well you can't live underwater <laughs> but why Some people you, have tried yeah tell me why from your experience how does 
the ocean make you feel more connected and how does it make you feel like you know what's funny I, like lately just on, on a surface level like i uh i realized that surfing is the one thing that i've ever done that you know when you feel like you're just tore back you know what i mean you're like you're just burnt to a crisp you're like you're tired you're exhausted you're you're just emotionally you know like you're afraid you know what i mean you're coming apart at the seams like that or hung over or whatever you know like however you you see you know like you every every adult gets into those states you know like burnout just burnt you know and and i i find that you know because of work and everything i find that happens to me you know not totally often but pretty often and um surfing is the one thing that i go do that i i could be in that state and then i come out of it feeling so good you know like not even like better but i feel good like it goes away whatever that thing is goes away and i it's so weird you know because ex- you could just exercise yeah yeah but you still feel a little bit but like there must be something about like the exercise the cold water and the riding of waves mm-hmm. you know that that uh gives you like this energy you know that, well, uh, i've heard you talk about it in terms of um you know kind of like being in the womb can we talk about like when you get um barreled and st- like all the metaphors of being in like the wave when when Okay, for the listeners, when someone is getting barreled, it means that they're inside of the wave and they're surfing on the face of the wave, but they're cutting sideways. And then there's like this tunnel of white water like going over their head. So you've you've talked about the ocean and these sort of maternal, kind of like a maternal, majestic, like safe, like she is like a motherly kind of holding, keeping like she likes when we're or the woman you're having an affair with. (laughs) <laughs> i mean in a way what's that, what's that word your um your uh i don't know paramour well, whatever. I, don't I think know. i think the safety that it provides in well, a- for one i've i've uh, always thought that the ocean was not an inanimate thing you know um i think most people think of it as just water you know and i don't think of it that way at all and I've had experiences where that's my belief has been, um, you know, like shown to be true. And I, you know, like since I was a little boy, I have talked to it, you know, I've talked to the ocean, I say hello to it. You know, I try to get people, it's like in, in Qigong, right? At the end of your Qigong practice, you thank the nearest tree for your practice. You know what I mean? And, I just did that naturally with the ocean, you know, like, thank you. And can I come in you? Because I've always thought that like, you know, when you go into the ocean, it, that it is in control, you know, I mean, people, people sure have, have tried, you know, tried to flaunt that, but I, I tend to think that that's true. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the biggest ships have sunk. I mean, in your lake, by the way, or superior, right. One of, one of the biggest ships ever sunk in a lake. And, um, so, you know what I mean? Like, like it, it lets me in and out, you know what I mean? It like lets me ride waves mm-hmm. or she, you know, and, and you could think of it as a she, because 
if you if you think about it, all life came from the sea, you know. So we're from the sea, you know, like in terms of evolution. So it created us, and it loves us, you know. And and um, you know, and, and you have to have like serious respect for it at the same time. Right. And the, and the more you know about it, the more you, you can see its its waves, you know. But even then, you don't know fully its waves. Waves, right. you know. Well, and would you agree that? You have to have, I mean, we talked about humility and we talk about, but like, do you think that trust is a big part of it? I know for me. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, that's, I think probably what you didn't have. Yes. Being a, a, a landlocked, um, that you didn't, you didn't trust that you would float or something, you know, like deep down. But it's, <laughs> it's weird because we are 70% water and we have the same salinity as the ocean. Mm. And we have the same percentage of water as the earth has in surface, wow. you know, area. Yeah. And, and it's, so it's like, we're totally connected to it. You know what I mean? And it, it would, we wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for water. Water is probably the most important thing. I mean, to us, it's air, but I think that the water creates the air on this, the, the atmosphere that we breathe, you know, well, if it wasn't for the water, like on Mars, there's no atmosphere. Yeah. You know, because there's no water. Yeah. And and so it's it's like super you can take it you can take it down to like I mean it, it goes so deep this conversation because I mean you can take it down to nanoparticles and the guys that like study the water, you know, like the guys that froze the water and put the different intentions on the test tube and like it the water reacted to the intention, you know. Do you you, you ever well, read that? I don't see? know. I don't know. Let's uh, tell me and the and the listeners what that study is all about. Yeah. So this guy just took water and he and he wrote like love on the test tube and he froze it and then he wrote hate or whatever and you look at the crystals and how they formed and they formed like the hate one is just all gnarly looking and 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 you know does not look does not look happy and the love one was just all beautiful and like you know. You can just you can Google that right now and 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 see the images. It's it's kind of well, profound, but uh, you know, like it, it it's like we are connected to it. You know, we're we're totally and I feel that when I'm in the ocean, yeah. I feel much more heightened and I feel much more psychically aware. Is that if that's like? Well, I mean, mind, mind, body, spirit—they're all connected. So that yeah, all, but I feel much sense. more connected to my. Um, my my psychic abilities i guess is that yeah. the, is that the way I, maybe i'm not just articulating that right like 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 my consciousness your, my awareness your intuition my intuition yes yes and 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 i've used that like tremendously in my life and in surfing like like surfing yeah. like taught me to use it you know and well, and i won't go into how that works but well, but we I think could. that like even like dolphins communicate like in their pods. I, I think that they communicate psychically and stuff. Yeah. And and uh, well, what you're touching you know, like, right now, it sounds like interpersonal neurobiology, which to me is yeah. so interesting. We were laughing about it last week on the podcast because my sister-in-law was saying like how they would lose audience by using that as a tag name. And I was like, hell no, you have to talk about interpersonal neurobiology because what you're describing with that test tube study, it totally makes sense to me. There, there are physicists who study energy 
that we um, how interconnected we are. And if you stare at a molecule based on the research of yeah, it will change. Like like the the proper what you're saying is that the observer and the observed affect each other. Yes. So if stare at a molecule, its property of movement changes just from looking at it. So yeah, and that's like a surface explanation for it. It probably goes to like a nano, you know, connectedness. You know, we're probably connected to everything on, you know, like that's what I think the metaphor of the ocean is, is that we're it's just all one, you know, like it's, we're all a part of the, like when you're in the ocean, it's like you're in the universe, you know, you're floating in it, which, you know, we don't think we are because we're on earth and we walk around and we fly around, but this, this molecule earth is floating in the universe, you know, and it's, it's like the same, uh, you know, the metaphor expresses that, you know. Well, and it sounds sounds mysterious and it sounds majestic and it sounds also like concrete and very science based all the time. So it depends on what direction we could go with the discussion. But I want to go back to the idea of trust Mm -hmm. uh, and relationships and your relationship with the ocean and my relationship with Lake Michigan or like how taken care of. I feel when I'm in a body of water, Yeah, I notice that and I feel that. And I'm, and I remember when you pushed me into my first wave, we were in Malibu and it was kind of a crowded day and there were some rocks and there were some people and we asked, I don't know if you remember this, but we asked some people if we could borrow their soft top and it was like a big old longboard and you put me on there and you pushed me into a wave. And I remember feeling a combination of terrified and also so invigorated simultaneously. And the water was kind of splashing me in the face and these, (laughs) I was like going towards the shore and these people had to get out of the way so they wouldn't get hit by me because I had no control over where that board was going. And I remember after that experience thinking, I can't wait to do that again. And so in a way, it's like we need it. We need that feeling of like trying to work through whatever it is of like, that scares me. But for some reason, I'm drawn to it. it. Sounds like any relationship in a way when you think about it, like I, there's great risk in relationship, because there's this fear of abandonment, there's this lack of trust. And then as you get to feel safer, and cultivate like sort of an understanding it becomes deeper and it expands. And I, it sounds like. And you relax. Yeah. And you begin to relax. And so you're less inhibited. And then there's this idea of like, Oh, we are in this and and nothing can go wrong because we love each other. And then people go through tragedy of like being left or abandoned. And when you think about the risk that goes with being in the ocean, there will be like the biggest um, professionals, like really expert surfers who are taking very calculated risks and shit can still go wrong. And so in a way there's just like, I don't know, we, there's hundreds of different ways that it relates to how we interact with the world, you know? Yeah. And so I I think it's so appropriate that you're here talking on my podcast about dropping in because of the deep meaning that it brings. Um, so 
because you started surfing when you were younger and it's worked for you in that sort of therapeutic, restorative, connective way to yourself and others and nature, um, I want to ask, what's the longest period of time that you've gone without surfing and what did that feel like? I was wondering if you want to touch on like when you were in New York, I don't know. I remember you saying like when you were, you were probably surfing on the Atlantic as well, but, but what did you feel like you were, when you're away from being able to catch waves, you said earlier in the interview. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm thinking of that period. Like I, I, when I was younger, um, I, I just surfed and, and, I got really good at it. You know, I went all over the world. I, I surfed with pros and, and, um, I got to the point where it, it didn't really seem like it was, um, what's the word? I don't know. Like I was either going to, Oh, I, like they didn't have pro surfing up here when I was young. So I couldn't really pursue that. And, and it got to the point where I was like, you know, that, like, that's all I was doing. And I'd been to like Indonesia and everywhere. And I'm like, I got to do something with my life, you know? And, and so I went to New York and I kind of just like walked away from surfing for a little bit. And, um, and, but I ended up, um, in Manhattan, you know, which is like as, as urban as a place as you could ever find. And, and, um, it was just so in me, you know what I mean? Like I would, that I, I started just doing things to replace it, you know, like I started studying dance, you know, and, and, uh, I would started studying martial arts and I started, you know, I would even surf like the subway and I would skateboard and, and, but that was kind of sketchy in New York. And, and, uh, so eventually I, like, I, I, you know, I got my surfboard out there and I, I took the train out to freaking Rockaway beach <laughs> with a train through, through like the hood, you know, like where people didn't even know what to call a surfboard, you know what I mean? <laughs> and they were just like, who the F are you, dude? What are you doing way out here? And I'm like, I'm going, you know, like, and they're like, what is that? Like this one guy, he was like, he looked at my board and, <laughs> you know like i had on the subway and he was like what is that a, a surf <laughs> like you know it's a surfboard man it's like a, it's like yeah cool man it was so funny and then like i got up out there and you can it goes above ground and i just looked around and i and i'm like oh there's a wave you know and and so i told like i got up by the driver i'm like how oh, do i get there and he's like i right, get off on this this stop and i got off and i literally walked through this burnt out like like old like little town that was out there like a little like like summer bungalow place that was just abandoned it was like homeless people like 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 living in it like fires on the porch you know like and they all came out when i was walking through and they were just like going who the hell is this guy and then, they, then i'm like i'm like holding up my board going yeah and they were like cheering me on and then they all came to watch me surf by myself you're you were <laughs> so weird man yeah. it was like apocalypse surf you know totally and you're and the, of the scene in endless summer where that documentary where they're surfing these waves in these communities in africa where they were not like 
up they weren't up to speed on like surfing and these guys come and like it's such a community building thing and the next thing you know these natives are catching waves and they're smiling and they're just like oh my god you remember what scene yeah it was yeah. really cool it, it was really it was really like a happy thing you know and, and eventually I, I moved to brooklyn for a year and i met these guys that were like so nuts for surfing but they weren't very good and they found they you know i told them i was a surfer and they're like oh and they started taking me and it was it's actually really fun to surf there yeah you know it was you know but not not all all year because it was like you know they have like snow and stuff yeah and and that, and that was only for a few years though and then i came then i really just missed nature you know like i missed california and i missed um you know the connection with nature like i really can't live without that that's what i realized when i was there but also too that was so good for me to do because it it made my surfing full of of the inspiration of the arts you know what i mean like like you know i was acting in new york and i was going to shows of like every possible kind of thing you could see you know like from art to performance to plays to you know the paintings to like performance art and, and you know i was doing them doing them all too and and so it's like i came back and i was dancing with like the best freaking dancers in the world you know what i mean yeah. and like they taught me how to use my body in a way that like is like perfection you know what i mean like they are they always seeking perfection you know i mean i saw nuriev and 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 um and uh um uh, Barishnikov, the only time they ever danced together on stage, you know, wow. I snuck in and okay. watched them, you know, like I was like that. And, and because I was just infused with this, you know, I was a, like the first guys to, to choreograph you know, like hip hop, you know, dancing and stuff. And like the guys who did the, you know, the Janet Jackson and the, and the, you know, the Oscars and stuff. And I brought that and I, I remember like I, I was so into it, like because I was doing like modern and ballet and jazz and and, and hip-hop and, and and i got it really good you know like i wanted just to throw myself into it like like i was i was surfing you know and and i got really kind of good for me at it you know and and i came back and i just was ripping like you know on my you know surfing because it yeah. was just like the same thing yeah but at the same time i had all this other kind of like like energy to it you know all this enter you know i could it's a, and that's what i learned like you can't make surfing your life mm. it's what you bring to surfing mm. that makes it incredible like you know what i mean like if you have a if you're just angst ridden full full of your you know crazy life you get to go do this simple thing where you connect with the ocean and and that brings such an inspiration out of me yeah and i think the ocean you know, you're not just trying to suck off the ocean, like make me happy ocean. You're bringing your art to the ocean. And, 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 and really it's an interplay of like the ocean wants to be, wants to play too. You know what I mean? It's like, you're connecting with the ocean mm -hmm. and you're, you're, you're like the frame, you know, or the, the, you're the thing bringing the ocean off in higher relief. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you understand that sentence. When you bring something off in higher relief, you know, your perspective gives you the perspective of the thing. Right. And when you're dancing on a wave, you know, you're bringing your, you know, the wave is being like, oh, now you can see what the wave is, you know, because the sky's on it. And 
And the ocean like loves that, I think. You know what I mean? Like well, it, it, it wants to sounds like a lot like a, it sounds like a relationship. It's yeah, like it's totally when it's you're when when we're coming at a relationship with we're more whole, we're integrated, we're curious, we're um I guess in a place of curiosity and openness, we're going to get different results. So, and because if we're coming in closed, afraid, not trusting, controlling, obviously that's going to bring a different result. <laughs> so the ocean, it almost reflects back to us. Um, well, yeah, what you bring to it, what we bring. Exactly. to it. So when you were in New York, this is all really interesting. Like it almost created, you had to get creative in your way. You had to expand and try other things in order to stay connected. And then when you came back to the West Coast, uh, it almost sounds like you had a newfound appreciation and gratitude for nature because you were taken away from it or you chose to be away from it for a certain amount of time. And then coming back to it almost created you to be able to find even more meaning and connection of like dropping in. You know? An appreciation. Appreciation. Yeah. Oh, I love that word. And you were also probably, it sounds like you were more available um, in a way that you didn't perhaps, maybe you weren't aware of until you were away from the Pacific Ocean because that's like your home. It's familiar, you know? So that's beautiful. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So as we come up on, we're at 52 minutes and I just kind of want to bring this, like kind of zip it all together. I'm curious if you say somebody's listening and they're considering learning and thinking about trying something different. Maybe it's an art class. Maybe they're, they do have access to the ocean and they want to go on a vacation and try surfing or something. What advice would you give somebody who has that sort of curiosity to try something to go deeper and to drop in in regards to surfing what's like the most important thing for somebody to know about surfing if they're going to try it if they're going to try it like a newbie yeah do, well do they know how to swim that's a very good question that's yeah, a that, good... Would, that would be my advice is to take it like 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 i was saying at the beginning you know I start people off from the very, very beginning. Mm. You know what I mean? Like go down and just look at the look at the the edge of the beach where mm. the ocean is. See what it's doing. Look at the water. Assess you it. Know? And then and then just go out in the water, you know, and then see how that feels. And then, you know, maybe take a boogie board out and like ride a, a white water into the, you know, wave that's already broken. Just go like halfway out and just take that to the beach. Mm -hmm. Then do that and try to turn the boogie board. You know what I mean? Just this whole thing of like, oh, I'm going to surf. A yeah. surfboard is, is rather hard to handle and turn and especially get down the face of a wave while you're standing up and make a turn, you know, while it's moving forward towards the beach and, you know, turning into a vertical mound of water, you know? And, and so you learn from those baby steps went like learning how to turn a boogie board with just your, you know, laying on it with your chest and your hands mm -hmm. and just leaning like that serves you, you know, mm -hmm. when you, you know, try to get up on a surfboard, if you don't know how to do that, you're not never going to do it on a surfboard. Right. Unless somebody's like, you know, riding the board with you and like pulling you up or whatever. Mm -hmm. But 
I, I wanted to also say that like what you did that was incredible was you 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 did everything physically that I told you. And this is this is a part that we haven't really talked about is that like when I like as a surfer, I train my whole body, mm-hmm. you know, in other ways than just surfing. You know what I mean? Like like you you be got you got in such good shape that you ended up looking like Anne Marie Chadwick in Blue Crush. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got ripped, you know, you were jogging. You you know, I told you to go for long paddles to get your arms in shape enough so that you could actually catch a wave and do that crazy gear that I, also, I was talking about that you needed to catch a wave. You I know what I mean? Like you can't the... just go out there and like think that your noodle arms are gonna be able to like paddle a surfboard, you know what I mean? Yeah. It takes like training. And that's what I actually love about like the actual thing, the the surfing thing is that it gives me something to train for. And I train like I go to the gym, I do yoga, I do um, some kind of cardio, whether it's like martial arts or something. I swim, you know, I skateboard, you know, like I grew up skateboarding in, in the hills of San Francisco and that teaches you how to ride a surfboard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's so many aspects to it. And I would say, like, if you really are into it, like, like I'm into it, like be a waterman, you know, like learn how to learn how to swim really well, learn how to body surf, you know, the best surfers are really good body surfers, mm-hmm. you know, learn how to ride a boogie board, mm-hmm. learn, you know, and, and if not, you know, like, it's fine to just like, you know, do whatever, you know, like, I'm not, you know, trying to be controlling or anything, but like you did everything that I told you and, and you became kind of a badass, you know? Not that you could like, you know, you know what I mean? Like surf so great, but you know what I mean? All so, the rest of it you took to and you love, well, you know what I mean? And it made you, and it's all fun. I guess that's what I'm trying to say is yeah. that no matter what part of it you're doing, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's like, it's, it's an excuse to go down and be with the ocean. Yeah. You know, that's what I see it as. For me, it's an excuse to be in nature mm-hmm. where I, and, and, and I connect with nature it's, it's like going to church for me. You know what I mean? Like I, it, it literally does something to me physiologically where I feel its energy changing my cells for the better. You know what I mean? Where I'm calmer, healthier, more alive, you know, spirit is high and just loving my all five senses, you know, yeah. like they, they just are made for that. It seems like, it seems like that's what our, our senses are made for yeah. is to connect with nature. Yes. Yeah, so what you're, it sounds like what you're saying is uh, the practice of it versus just, I'm going to catch a wave. It's more yeah. about the experience of noticing. And yeah, because as strong as you are, the ocean's going to take it all. That's my philosophy. <laughs> True. You know what I mean? Like it's going to take all of what I got and it's, it, it, it's, it, it'll say more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it'll bring you to like absolute exhaustion and, you know, where you have spent your entire strength and stamina. It's like a triathlon thing. Yeah. And, and it will say, oh yeah. And then you'll, you'll, you'll give up and you'll come in and there'll be more waves breaking and and the ocean's just looking at you going, ha ha ha. I got you you again. (laughs) I had a a tension rod that I had in my doorway and I would do chin-ups and so physically definitely I got into the best shape of my life but I will say mentally Dewey and I have an ongoing joke where 
um, it's like, I'm still afraid of the ocean. I'm still afraid to drop in. There were, there were waves that I caught, but for the most part, um, I was out there, I think mostly not for the physical conditioning as much as trying to work out this thing in my mind of trying to let go and drop in and I'm still working on it. But I, I will say just to bring it home, Dewey, if you and I had the opportunity to go to the ocean and chase and run on the beach and run away from those waves, I would do it now. I would, I would do it and I would have fun with it because of the fact that I learned all of the learning that we did and that I struggled, so to speak with. And now it's like, I get it, but it took a long time. Well, Shane, that makes my day. Yeah. Now that makes me really happy because I did not think that you would ever say that. You taught me everything I need to know about the ocean. And as a result, I carry it with me in every area of my life. I know that sounds ridiculous. No, I mean, just the fact that you saying that, I mean, whoever's listening, I mean, you want to talk about like stubborn. I was like, that. that's never going to happen with that girl. And, and the fact that like you, like you went all the way full circle, like with all of the stuff and then came back to that. It's like you you learned really what I wanted to teach you, you know, yeah. how to have that in, innocent joy of life that little children have when they see the ocean for the first time. Yeah. And to play and have fun. Yeah. And, and, and the ocean like loves them back. You know, what yeah, I, mean? I don't like, I don't take myself as seriously uh, in 2022 as I did back in 2006, I will say. Yeah. Like, and that would be the other thing that, that maybe that's the lesson of what we've learned here today. Yeah. Like if you're going to tell somebody that's new, like be willing to be a fool, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and to be just like a happy, like, you know, fool, because it's, 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 a, it's a, you know, in its essence, it's kind of a goofy, fun sport, you know? Yeah, man. And don't take yourself so seriously and just, and just like, you know, have the, you know, like, let it take you back to just yeah. laughing at yourself, you know? I call it, I do it every day in my living room. I turn the music on. I call it get stupid. And it's like a way to practice um, just being silly. And I dance and. You know, I, they, they have that in, in business. Yeah. Like in, in Japan. And in, in, and I actually was in a business once where they made us do that. Go out on the sidewalk and dance and sing. Like first thing in the morning just to make a complete fool of yourself. I was in so a sales job. And it was like, it totally worked. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I don't ever want to lose that. No, man. That's what, and that's what the ocean can teach us. And that's why I appreciate you calling it, like questioning, is it an art or is it a science? And so I would say the response would be. A sport, I'd say. Art or sport. Oh, an art or a sport. It's both. So. Yeah. Uh, like we don't have a lot of both nowadays. It's like, so everything's so polarized. And so, um, yeah. so anyway, I, we can it's, talk. It, and it is the antidote for, that's the, that's the last thing I wanted to add was that we, we have gotten so far, like with our phones and our computers and our, all this technology that's allowing us to be more and more pulled back from nature and, and cloistered, you know, yeah. like it's the antidote to that. Yeah. It really is like all this stuff, all this electrical technology is just making us more and more frayed, our nerves, you know? Yeah. And then when you go out in the ocean, it totally 
cures that. You can't, you know. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much for coming and discussing all of this with me. And I I just I value our friendship so much. And it's so. Yeah, I do, too, Shane. Thank you for for having me. And and, um, you know, I really am glad to, you know, be able to talk to you about this stuff. Well, if the audience listening, um, if they wanted to reach you and say somebody's coming to either I don't San Francisco or LA, I know you're kind of in both areas. How would they reach you if they wanted to um, have a surf lesson or some some discuss more discussion about it? If they wanted to get a hold of you and and ask you, how would they reach you? I think uh, the best way to reach me is on Instagram. And what's and- your my Instagram name is guru, G-U-R-U, dot dude. <laughs> guru dude. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right, everybody. Now you know how to find Aquaman. All right, Dewey. Thank you so much again. And everybody, thank you for listening to Drop In. And we will see you next time. Uh, bye. Thanks again, Dewey. <laughs>